Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, I'm Chris. Uh, with me, I've got Ryan. Hello. How are you? I'm not bad yourself. Yeah, grand, thank you very much. Um, now, we're recording this a day later, aren't we? Yes. So, as well as our usual Champions League uh, and Premier League predictions, we've got the Europa League to look forward to. And of all the weeks to look forward to the Europa League, this is the week. Yes. Yeah, I, I can just imagine you're going to just have such so much fun when we get to that bit. Well, welcome to this week's um, Liverpool special. One hour of Liverpool in the Europa League, beating Manchester United. I'm not sure what my favourite part was. Coutinho scoring the goal, the Liverpool fans that made it into the home end, or (laughs) um, just the the, the sheer joy at the end. All three combined. All three combined, I think. I was convinced. I'm I'm an incredible pessimist. I was convinced that it wasn't going to happen and that they were going to win 3-0 or you know something terrible would happen and when they scored that first goal when they got that penalty and they started quite well as well didn't they 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 sort of gag and press Liverpool a little bit didn't they yeah but they got the penalty Marshall sent the keeper the wrong way and I thought oh god this is it this is this is how it starts yeah this is yeah it's the hope that kills you um but that Coutinho goal that was that was special. Is it the, Ver- the, the way he just cut inside and then just dinks it was just like so effortless. Yeah, well, Varela and particularly De Gea are coming for a bit of criticism on this. De Gea, I think, is particularly unfair because they would have been out this tight Anfield if it wasn't for him. Yeah, as I said, De, De Gea to get blamed for anything, I think, at this stage is pretty ridiculous. The amount of games he's saved them in. Yeah. I've seen lots of tweets this week about De Gea regretting broken fax machines and things. <laughs> I um, think he probably would have thought that months ago, not now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it, it wasn't until about eighty-eight minutes or something like that I finally relaxed. I'm surprised. I'm surprised it wasn't the ninety-third minute or something. Well, there's no Fergie time anymore, is there? Oh, true. Don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, so ninety-three minutes is ninety-three minutes. Um, but did you see any of this? Do you see highlights or? I saw the the Coutinho goal. Um, I didn't see the penalty or anything. Was it a penalty? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. It was. I mean, oh, okay. Well, yeah. I saw the Coutinho goal. Uh, and that's all I saw, actually. Um, it was a run into a penalty area by Marshall and Nathaniel Klein, who seemed to be on some kind of one-man <laughs> fouling mission uh, throughout the whole of the match, um, just clattered straight into the back of him. And then he sent um, Mingle the wrong way. That's not too difficult, though, is it? Uh, no, I should imagine that. No, actually, no, Mingle went the right way for all those penalties at the League Cup final. Oh, yeah. He's no Pepe Reina, but, you know... He's, oh, no. Um, it's it's not so bad, um, but yeah, they got that goal. And you kind of think, well, they need three at half time. Um, they went in needing three goals, and then Van Hal's substitutions were two full back straight swaps and 
uh, taking off Carrick and putting on Schweinsteiger. You think, what on earth are you doing? You've got, you're chasing three goals. In what realm of possibilities? Particularly we've got Memphis on the bench. Are you thinking this is a good idea? Oh, I saw a lot of pictures. It was um, Van Gaal, like next to Ryan Giggs, like, don't worry, we need two goals. Don't worry, Ryan, I'm bringing Damien on. Yeah, it just seemed utterly bizarre, particularly once he'd already brought on his two fullbacks, they then put Schweinsteiger on. I think the, the worst part of it is the fact that not only was it like a loss to Liverpool and is it sort of a regression of their season again, but the fact that he didn't do anything to stop it almost because, like, yeah, putting the two fullbacks on and then Schweinsteiger, that's not chasing a game. That's almost like saying, well, it is what it is at this point. Mm. Let's just accept it. And uh, obviously, that's probably irked quite a few people. I wonder whether it got to that stage of needing three goals and he thought, well, the Manchester derby on the Sunday, if we win that, that's a big morale boost. We're kind of back in the top four race. It, it probably came probably came into his mind thinking, you know, do we want to risk any more attacking players at the moment? Probably not. No. And then Giggs on the touchline. doing. Some people think he's doing some kind of um, audition for a job, standing on the touchline, waving his arms around and stuff, looking all managerial-like. That's probably what he's aiming for, really. He's like, are they looking at me? Okay, move my arms. Point at players. Shout at them. It did look a little bit like that, to be honest. Either that or the fact he's just, you know, he's he's been at the club 30-odd years now, hasn't he? He obviously lives and breathes that club and he just couldn't believe his eyes in front of him. He thought, I need to go do something about this. this. That's probably happened quite a lot this season. And you see when, you know, after the game, like Skulls and Ferdinand are always so sort of, laying into the United players because if they were playing they wouldn't let it happen you know can, can you imagine Paul Scholes letting that ha- happen in front of them no mm. and it's just I think he had a massive rant about them again last night yeah. so <laughs> that thing of Ryan Giggs probably just can't believe it thinking I'd put my tracks my take my tracksuit off probably go on and help him out well he probably couldn't do a whole lot worse um, again uh, in the studio with Paul Ince and Paul Scholes was a very, very happy Steve McManaman. Green like the proverbial Cheshire cat. <laughs> it's very funny. Every now and then a little aside to the camera with a very big grin in his face. <laughs> um, well, Liverpool uh, will not be joined by Spurs in the next round. No, they got dumped out pretty heavily in the end. Yeah. Um, it was by Dortmund, wasn't it? Yeah, Dortmund, Dortmund are very, very good. Mm. I, I always thought it'd be a very difficult thing for Tottenham, especially was that with the first leg, the sort of the very bizarre team selection. Yes, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, so he, Pochettino sort of put himself into that position quite easily, um, and now he's, he's come out now and said, "Well, let's win the league because we're out of Europe." And so, wasn't that the intention when you played the team last week? Or I wonder if he did think that. It's bizarre because. He's almost he almost said back then, you know, let's focus on the league and now he's come out and said it fully, like let's win the league to make up for it. Yeah. You didn't help yourself out in either way anyway. No, and again, um Chris Smalling has come out and said, you know, we need to make a push in the league. Now we're really focused and it's just like, Oh my god, you're just you're not convincing anybody. <laughs> you can't say that once you're out of something. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Uh well Dortmund and Liverpool, who do they get in the next round for the Europa League draw? They get each other. They got each other. Drawn by the this this drawn was done by Oh, I don't know that actually. Dortmund legend Alexander Fry. Oh, uh, so it's complete fix then. Yeah, do you know what? It's almost as if it's a competition that needs a bit of injection into it and you've had 
a big local derby in one round and the next round you've got the manager going back to his old club yeah so it, it, a lot of these things happen you know when teams get drawn against each other you always think is that actually legitimate because this happens far too often where there's a big derby or there's you know some animosity or managers yeah. moving around and they're probably thinking oh Klopp's finally settling down there's a spanner in the works yeah exactly uh, so you've got Dortmund versus Liverpool um, in the Europa League. You've also got Braga versus Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, Atletico Bilbao versus Sevilla, who are going for their third Europa League in a row. Um, and Villarreal versus Sparta Prague, who uh, we should all be giving a pat on the back for, coefficient-wise, shouldn't we? Because they dumped Lazio out last night, didn't they? Was it 3-0 they won at the Stadio? Uh, I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So uh, we all owe... Anybody in Sparta or anybody in Prague, we all owe them a, a rather big. Dream. Yeah, absolutely. If if Liverpool get through, out of them, who would you rather have? Oh, in the quarterfinals. In. Oh, in the semi-finals. Sorry. Yeah. Out of all yeah. those teams, oh, I don't know. Um, I would like to avoid Sevilla definitely. Yeah. In fact, I'm kind of relieved. I'm not relieved because we've got Dortmund and they're a fantastic team, but I'm also relieved we haven't got Sevilla as well. I think you would think maybe someone like Braga you'd probably want. Yeah. Or maybe um, Shakhtar. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I mean, they've had their winter break, I suppose, haven't they? I don't. They yeah. don't. They don't play in Donetsk anymore, do they? Oh no, for obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe that would be um, be a good one. Anyway, uh, so on to the far less important Champions League. Uh, a bit of a mixed week for us. Manchester City nil, Dynamo Kiev nil, but we did enough to go through. Um, Cases Navas hit the post. Yaya Torre went pretty close. Is there any shot on target in the game from Yaya Torre? I, yeah, I saw the highlights. It was a bit of a sort of box standard performance in them, really. Yeah, it was a little bit, wasn't it? Uh, big losses to Otamendi and Vincent Company. So the Manchester Derby at the weekend could have Di Michaelis and Mangala at the back. We know how good they are. Yes. Uh, it's this, Vincent Company's 14th calf injury since he joined City in 2008. And with him missing, they can see the game on a goal on average once every seventy minutes. It says a lot about his influence. But as soon as he did it, you know the commentators were like, "Not again," you know, and sort of think it happens so often now almost that because he's such a big influential player, it's sort of so damaging to them to keep seeing him lose, you know, missing time out, and then he comes back and everyone's excited, and then he's out again. Yeah, definitely. Um, would you like a quiz? Oh, I'm never very good. Never very good at these. But go on. <laughs> uh, Manchester City uh, are the seventh English club from England to have made the quarterfinals of Champions League. Who mm-hmm. are the other? Uh, are the who are the other six? Arsenal. Yeah. United. Yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, I got four. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm running out of room. Mm-hmm. Um, surprise me. Who's the final two? Spurs and Leeds. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Would you have got that? I wouldn't have got Spurs. Maybe Leeds if I would have put my mind to it. But Oh, really? You wouldn't have got Spurs? No, I don't know why. No? Um, well, Man City through. It was pretty comfortable in the end. They did the hard work, didn't they, in the first leg? Yeah. Yeah. I thought Kiev went pretty close a few times. It could have been a bit of a scary, scary game if they... Sort of conceded. Yarmolenko is always quite dangerous. So. Yes, he is, isn't he? He is. Um, not so good news for us. 
Barcelona 3, Arsenal 1. Uh, Neymar, Messi, Suarez, and then El Elneny. Uh, he doesn't seem so bad, actually, since he's joined Arsenal. Um, and they lost that 5-1 aggregate. Who was his better goal? Messi's little dink over the top or Suarez's scissor kick? Probably Suarez. It was I really, think. wasn't it? It was just, you know, the, the control. <laughs> Rio Ferdinand sort of summed it up pretty well. He's like, that shouldn't be allowed. Oh, did he? He sort of said that he's taken it. That goal is a liberty. Because <laughs> you should not be able to do that. Like, to be able to pull off the defender like that and then just hit, have your foot in the most perfect position where the ball just curls off it into the top corner. It just, it's almost illegal, that goal. Well, you- Arsenal, Arsenal knocked out again. I mean, it's the sixth year in a row they've come out at this stage. Hmm. It, they always seem to get the really tough teams, though. Well, that's because they um, always finish second. Well, yeah. They I did, never put themselves in the best position. I did tweet on Wednesday night how unlucky Arsenal were. If they knew there was something in their power, they could do they could do about it. Do better and, in the group stage. Oh, well, do better in the group stages. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is the sixth year in a row they've gone out at this stage. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, and they've lost in the FA Cup. They've got two wins out of nine in the Premier League and they're 11 points behind Leicester. That's after beating Leicester. They're 11 points behind them. I think I, I think Wenger's time is slowly coming to an end. Yeah. I say that every season. <laughs> we, um, we all have, haven't we, for about the last five years? But, I mean, everyone just seems to finally actually losing their patience with it now. Yeah. I mean, did you see the bench for Arsenal? The bench for Arsenal had Mertesacker and Giroud on. Um, Alex Iwobi started. Yeah. So, was that settling for defeat before the game started? JJ Kocha's nephew, by the way, uh, Alex Iwobi. Oh, that's some knowledge. Yeah, well, he was there. He was tweeting pictures of himself at the game with who he was, gonna, he was there watching him. Ugh. And Barca, of course, are on course for back-to-back trebles. Um, they're eight points clear in La Liga. They meet Sevilla in the Copa del Rey final. Uh, and, of course, they're in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. The last team to do this, will win back-to-back European Cups, was Milan back in 1990. It's definitely possible for them to do it again as well. It's... Yeah, they do, don't they? They look fantastic. That partnership of Neymar, Suarez and Messi just looks unbelievable. I think I saw something that was their 105th goal Yeah, as a triple, and that's just insane. Who would have thought three or four years ago on Twitter that people would be swooning over um, what Luis Suarez does on a football pitch? Well, yeah. Um, also, you've got Atletico Madrid nil, PSV nil. Atleti went through 8-7 on penalties. Uh, Luciano Narsing missed for... PSV and one friend scored for uh, Atletico Madrid. Probably most important thing was what happened off the pitch. Did you see what happened to the beggars on the streets of um, Madrid? I did not. Uh, PSV fans are all sat in some square in the centre of Madrid, all drinking, and they're making beggars do dances, little dances, and they're Jeez. throwing them money. And then uh, they're about to give them notes, and then they burn the notes instead of giving them to them. Well, that's classy <laughs> yeah that's the laid back Dutch for you <laughs> uh, right or well, this by far and away it was the game of the round really wasn't it Bayern 4 Juventus 2 over the two legs the score was 0-0 uh, 0-1 0-2 1-2 2-2 2-2 2-3 2-4 3-4 4-4 5-4 6-4 what a game this was unbelievable honestly I mean you know 2-2 from the previous round Juve getting 2 Good goals early on. Yeah, know, really. Set. I thought, oh, that's over then. I know Bayern are a good team, but it's going to be tough for them to come back from this. And then, but 
lo and behold, they, they do it and everyone, it was really funny. There was a moment where Juventus were 2 0 and loads of people took to Twitter, say Pep Guardiola was a fraud. He's not going to make it at City. And everyone was loving it. And then Barnes scored one (laughs) and they scored another. Uh, it sort of escalated quite quickly, and everyone was like, "Delete, delete, delete my delete. delete. Yo, well, Morata had that chance, didn't he, to make it three 0 And um, Neuer saved, didn't he? Uh, yes, sits over the top. That if he'd, I think he could have squared it to Quadrado to the side. Um, that could have been it. But there was another one where they, I think they were Morata was called offside when it yes, actually and he didn't wasn't, look was it. he? So I mean, it could have could have all been very different. I mean, that Quadrado goal, uh, the Morata run mm. was just. Excellent. It'd be three or four players knocked over to Quadrado and, and Quadrado sort of tucked it in. It was, Juve looked really good and Bayern obviously just came out on top in the end. Well, Manuel Neuer going walkies for Pogba's goal was good fun as well. Yeah, that's always Manuel Neuer. He normally likes to run out sometimes just to say, oh, I could, probably, I could be a front player <laughs> and then realise, oh, no, I'm in, I'm in the wrong place. Kingsley Coman. What story this is, honestly. Yeah, um, with a goal and an assist. Who's his parent club? He's on loan at Bayern Munich. Who's his parent club? Juventus. Yeah. Uh, I, I was I mean, is, think... is there different rules? Because I, I thought a loan player can't play against their parent club, but well, maybe it's different in Europe. Courtois did, didn't he? He played against you. Oh, yeah, of course he did. And Maybe played... it's just Premier League rules then that you can't do that. I think it is, because Fernando Morientes played um, for Monaco against Real Madrid and scored goals that put them out as well back in about 2004. Ah, that makes sense. So, yeah, it has happened before. It's very funny when it happens as well, especially when this person has to go back at the end of the season. Rather shamefacedly walked into the dressing room. Um, Bayern got 75% possession in this. It really... When... Lewandowski scored you kind of thought this is on the cards now didn't you yeah and of all the players I mean I, I was saying to you before I recorded I'm a big I'm not, I'm not so a big Juventus fan but I do they're my favourite Italian team um, and Thomas Muller who's probably my favourite German uh, broke my heart with that 90th minute goal it just it was all like I said it was on the cards wasn't it I think. yeah you know 90th minute the, one of the best players in their team to sort of pop up with a goal and thought Bayern can probably end up doing this actually oh yeah definitely but um, poor Buffon every time you see a Buffon with a broken heart some an angel dies or loses its wings or something and that happens quite a lot <laughs> yeah it does actually <laughs> um, right the draw for the quarterfinal you've got Wolfsburg Real Madrid Barcelona Atletico Madrid uh, Bayern Munich, Benfica, PSG, Man City. What do you reckon that PSG, Man City draw? That'd be a that'd be a good game. I think PSG played quite well against Chelsea. However, I think Man City will probably have a little bit about them to survive the onslaught if people are fit. Actually, all things considered, if it is a case of having Dimitrios in defence, that would be a good night for Zlatan. I was going to say, imagine Zlatan, Cavani, uh, Lucas Moura. Um, and Di Maria against Di Michaelis and Mangala. God, I can't even. That'd just be too many goals. <laughs> I, I think they're probably a better team as well because you think midfield with Verratti and um, Matuidi as well. I'd rather have them than um, maybe not Yaya Torre, but I'd rather have them than Fernando and Fernandinho. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the only real place I think City can get at them is at the back, uh, which is with Aguero up against Silva and. Um, David Luiz but even around him you've got players that aren't in great form haven't you yeah it, 
Yeah, Man City have looked very, very sort of standard this year, and I think Aguero being he's very, very good player, and he, he's sort of keeping them up really almost. He's keeping them sort of exciting at times, and he needs someone around him. Navas just never encourages me no. as a player. I he, he hit the post in their game, but every time I watch him play, he's just sort of a bit meh. The only thing is for for well, the one big thing I think of a City is PSG have already won their league, haven't they? They can take it easy now and then focus yeah. on the Champions League, yeah. Well, either that or can you switch it on from, you know, being a bit sort of lackadaisical in the league to having to go for it in a one-off match? And it's not a one-off match, but, you know, sort of one-off one week and then two, three weeks later you've got to turn it on again. That's the only thing I can really think of. Yeah, I think that, I mean, they sort of showed that a little bit in, in points in there, in, in the games against Chelsea where they sort of, their laziness almost cost them a little bit because they're so relaxed during in their league yeah um so i think if man city can punish that then it'd be a really good even fight i think if bsg can just turn it on and the injuries stay as they are for city it's going to be a, a tough tough game yeah um Bayern Munich benfica i think is pretty meh um yeah. barcelona atletico madrid's interesting because it looks like the first legs at the new camp if atletico can keep it pretty tight then that could be quite an interesting second leg, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think Atletico are sort of a good team as well. They're sort of quite strong. So if they can just play a good, strong game against Barca at the new Camp, and they've got more than a good chance, I think, to take it to their ground and, you know, sort of make, make use of it. Yeah. And then Wolfsburg, Real Madrid. I think I tweeted this before, but I think that... Real Madrid defence is easily get-attable. Uh, if you've got Sergio Ramos, Pepe and Marcello at the back, yeah. then you, I think if you're of a mind, you can attack them and you can really make a, a fist of it, which Roma kind of did in in this round, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, I really like Wolfsburg. They're one of my favourite German teams. And, yeah. you know, I think... I'd like to think that it would be a nice even game logic would dictate that Madrid are probably going to go through but I can see Wolfsburg making a really good go of it yeah. especially with some upset. I think Draxler could cause them a lot of problems I think so as well if only um, there was a team in North London that had the balls to spend the money on him <laughs> yeah it, I think Draxler is obviously in really good form as well and I think he'll he'll have an opportunity if Madrid's defence is, is going to be that lax mm. I think he, he can punish them for sure yeah, definitely. I can't, I can't remember whether Varane's injured or just not being picked at the minute. That's the, I can't remember whether he's injured or not. Um, other midweek action, we've got the Championship. Uh, Brighton 1, Reading 0. Hull 1, Forest 1, Ipswich 2, Blackburn 0. So you've got Burnley top on 74 points. Brighton now second on 68. Borough and Hull are playing tonight. Borough third on 67, Hull fourth on 66. Um, that's quite an important game, isn't it, tonight? Yeah, absolutely. And now they're all happy. Are they all happy little campers at Middlesbrough again? I do. I have. I, I kept seeing stories about Middlesbrough, and it's all gone a bit bizarre. So I don't know the full story. Mm. Uh, so what what's happened now? Uh, he had a big falling out the players and walked out last weekend. And I think he walked back in again, didn't he? Okay, it's about, I saw something about him walking out. He didn't want to leave or something. So yeah, something like that. Um, Harry Redknapp, he's having a busy week, isn't he? Yeah, I saw this actually. He's going to mentor Darren Wassell at Derby County, isn't he? Um, yeah. And then he's also going to be coach of Jordan as well. You know, just a standard side job that he 
you'd get normally, you know. Well, he doesn't like going too far north. Apparently QPR is the furthest north he's ever managed. <laughs> uh, so he's going to have to watch Derby versus Forest, then hot foot it down to London to catch a flight to Amman to watch um, Jordan play Bangladesh. And then he's got to fly to Sydney to see them play Australia. Uh, so... I mean, you might have plenty of opportunities to catch him in his car for an interview. <laughs> you can imagine doing it out of a plane window, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, at 69 years old, would you be wanting to do all this? I, can't, I don't think I would. No. 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 Especially when I live down in Sandbanks or somewhere. I'd want to be sort of dangling my toes in the sea or something. Yeah, not. I can't get another flight. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he needs the air miles, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, did you see the ball run across the pitch in the Australia game? No. Uh, it charged across the pit. It didn't get anybody or anybody, or, you know, everyone was perfectly fine, just not what you normally expect to see. <laughs> um, and Georges Sampaoli, talking about your boys, he claims that uh, he was offered the Chelsea job, but his poor English meant that he lost out to Antonio Conte. Well, I mean, the, the amount of stories coming about Conte at the moment and no one really saying anything, sort of just. It's getting to that point where Chelsea should probably just announce it now that Conte has announced that he's leaving Italy after the summer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, San Paolo's not bad. He coached Chile to the Copa America last year. No, not bad at all. Um, it, it's been a really depressing couple of weeks as a Chelsea fan. Oh. So, you know, yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I'm sure you're getting the listeners' sympathies out there. Well, I'm sure. Bearing in mind, this, so... is a, this is a Leeds-run podcast. <laughs> There's going to be so many plastic flags being flown around. It's going to be... <laughs> um, so, Conte just needs to be announced. Everyone can be happy. Look forward to next season. Let's just forget the rest of the games this, year, this season. Yeah. Just, just move on. <laughs> He's got um, Mad Wayne Routledge eyes as well, hasn't he? Yes, he does, actually. <laughs> yeah. I think he'll be quite good for you guys. I really think so, too. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it. I'm, it's that thing of... It's a manager coming in... And I'm hoping that he's going to make some wholesale changes in terms of structure. Because at the moment, any new manager that comes in, you know, they're still bound by the transfer rules. They're still bound by the same sort of group of players normally. And nothing overly changes too much. So the formation's always been the same. So hopefully he plays, a, I think he prefers like a 3-5-2 sort of formation sometimes. So it'd be interesting to see if he actually comes in and makes his changes his. Well, he got Juve to 100 points, didn't he? Yeah. As has Pep Guardiola in the past, who'll be at City next year, and possibly, if we think about Jose going to Manchester United, he got uh, Madrid to 100 points, didn't he? Yeah. So that'll be all very interesting next year. Be a very good battle if Mourinho does go to United. I think you'll have three of the sort of the best managers in the world all battling out. You forgot Jurgen Klopp. I. Or no, maybe you didn't forget Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> I mean, I really, I mean, I, I do really like Jurgen Klopp. To be honest, with you. he's actually just—he seems like a genuinely good guy. He's just at the wrong club. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, did you see Leicester Newcastle on Monday night? I didn't, but I saw bits of. I think I saw bits of it. The Akizaki goal—that's pretty special. Oh yeah, I've definitely seen that. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Leicester now five points ahead of Spurs, but I wrote this down as well because I thought this is quite significant. They're 14 points ahead of fifth place West Ham, but they're also 12 points ahead of fourth place Manchester City, who I think have got a game in hand. Um, 
So not only are we talking about Leicester City winning the league, but Leicester City are also very well placed when it comes to not only qualifying for the Champions League, but just going straight to the group stage. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's highly possible, highly possible at this point. You know, and they've got a fairly decent run in, so they can pick up a lot more points and you know really secure that top three finish. I think those last three games are going to be very interesting. Everton, yourselves, and then United. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think they can wrap up their Champions League at that point. Yeah, it's just whether they they're still in the whether they're still going for the title at that point or not. Do you think they'll be disappointed if they get the Champions League but don't win the league? I think there'll be quite a few fans that are probably like, "Ah, oh, I thought this was going to be, you know, that season that makes no sense to anyone." And the, I think it can happen. I, I can't see why it wouldn't at this point. Mm. Uh, but I think no, a, a lot of Leicester fans are probably just being quite realistic and thinking, if we get into the Champions League compared to where we were last season, that's already mind blowing enough. Let alone yeah. coming even second. You know, you run us up in the Premier League. That's already insane. So, and of course they might get Francesco Totti next year, and that's just going to be amazing if that happens. Yeah, uh, well they've lost one out of eighteen at home and kept six out of seven clean sheets at home. Um, and they've won twelve games this season by a single goal. So people are talking about them losing momentum or losing ahead of steam because you know the, those games earlier on in the season where they were just blitzing the opposition maybe now they've just been a bit the teams have worked them out a little bit and um they've just been a bit more canny well they always say you know if you can grind out results that's sort of what champions do yeah you know, exactly you don't, you don't play particularly great but you still get the result and so a bit similar to what Chelsea did last season where you know first six months was intense goals every game and then you know last few games of the series, season you just sort of make sure you get the result rather than showboating almost yeah and Newcastle looked a little bit better didn't they some signs of life there a little bit yeah well yeah I mean a little bit is not really saying much from where it, they it, were it's, 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 it's tough tough to be any worse <laughs> yeah. um, no, Rafa Benitez has got that um, clause that he can leave if they get relegated yeah although if he keeps them up he gets three million or something and I, I retweeted this at the beginning of the week, and it's the guy from Toy Story 2, where he's the guy that collects all the toys, mm. and it's him on the phone listening to the offer, but it pretty much looks exactly like Rafa Benitez, and as soon as I made that connection, I was like, that is actually quite true. <laughs> well, uh, someone did say once, Rafa Benitez, go compare, and every time I watch that advert, I, <laughs> I think of him. Of course, we're at different ends of the spectrum, Rafa, aren't we? I think he's wonderful and cuddly and godlike, and you think he's a fat Spanish waiter. Yes. <laughs> I, I really dislike Rafa Benitez. <laughs> Even though he won you a European trophy. That's the thing. He, despite that fact, <laughs> during the whole time, I was almost like, I don't want us to win just because he'd lose something, and then we could be like, yeah, he's a fat Spanish waiter. <laughs> if he's a Spanish waiter, he won you a European trophy. Yeah, just originally when it came, you know, the opportunity was like, new story, Rafa Benitez being looked at for Roman Abramovich, like, no, this cannot, this is not happening, this cannot happen. And it, and it did. And then it did. <laughs> right, we should talk some Premier League, shall we? Yes. Uh, right, the early game of the weekend is the Martin Keown derby, that's Everton versus Arsenal. Um, my first thought or thought about this fixture is remember a couple of years ago when... Everton absolutely steamrolled, didn't they? They put Lukaku oh, out yeah. on the wing 
and basically just ran over the top Jonah Lobu like against England at the World Cup. Um, their fullback, whoever their fullback was, and they won three 0 didn't they? Yeah, I mean that was a fantastic performance. You would assume that Wenger's learned from that game. Well, we we say that and say <laughs> like he's learned from his mistakes in the past. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definition of madness is doing the same thing over <laughs> and over again, expecting different results. Um, Everton aren't in a great run of form, though, did they? They you know they had that game where they were two 0 up to West Ham before, didn't they? Um, yeah. Lukaku missed a penalty, man sent off, they lose three uh, two, and the one the home game before that was the West Brom game where they had 30 shots on goal or 35 shots on goal whatever it was and they lost 1-0 that just amazes me every time <laughs> it must have been a fantastic thing to see um, having said that Arsenal uh, no wins in four in the Premier League they've sort of, um, drawn on the last well, they've drawn two lost one on the last three visits to Goodison Park I think it would be a really good game actually hmm I mean, you know, as I said, Everton have been a bit, sort of bad, you know, quite bad recently, but they beat Chelsea in the FA Cup and uh, they're probably going to be on a bit of a high from that with Arsenal probably on a bit of a low. Mm. So, it's probably, plus it's, it's at the Goodison, at Goodison. So I think Everton have probably got a good chance, actually. You're going to go for an Everton win, are you? Yeah. Yeah? I don't know, I'm still bothered by their inability to see out a result. Which yeah. I think is endemic in Martinez rather than anything else which means yeah, you can it see it happening yeah I mean their season's been so up and down positive and negative it, but I I don't know it's going to be a tough game it'd probably be a tight win if it's a win yeah uh, Drew scored 5-5 five five against Everton in all competitions less time last season when they played each other Everton were 2-0 up with 7 minutes left only for Aaron Ramsey and Giroud to pull two goals back um, yeah Palace versus Leicester. This is the Jamie Scowcroft derby. <laughs> Stop me if you can think of any more derbies as well. That's the only yeah. one I can think of. Yeah, not for the, no, not for this one. No. Uh, Palace has got four points out of the last how many available? Oh, there's going to be a lot, I can tell. Mm. 25? 36. Oh, that could be an odd number. Well... <laughs> I just went for a ballpark figure. <laughs> 36. Um, and they've lost four out of their last six. They're shocking, aren't they? They're absolutely horrific. I mean, they've got some pretty dodgy fixtures coming up as well, haven't they? They've got sort of West Ham and they've got Chelsea and um, whoever else coming up. They could still get dragged into this. Not one since, is it December the 19th or something stupid like that? This is this is all standard Pardew, though, at this point, isn't it? But normally he's done enough for them not to get sucked in. You you can kind of see... Um, you can see it happening, can't you? You can kind of see them. If they don't pick up points soon... Yeah, I mean, Swansea are going to pick up points, I think. So, you know, Crystal Palace are already going to be dropping down that much. Newcastle is a bit of a anomaly at the moment. I mean, they've got enough room to probably be okay at this point. They're eight points clear, aren't they? Of the bottom three. Yeah. But I'm just bringing their fixtures but, but, up here. Oh, it, you know, the, the run you've already said, is, it's all going to be difficult enough. I mean, will the the bottom clubs have enough about them to get the points to overtake them? That's a different story. Yeah. But they're, they're definitely going to be involved. Well, I think in the last couple of games in the season, they'll be sweating a little bit. They've got this game tomorrow against Leicester. Then they're away at Crystal Palace. Um, like away at Crystal Palace. Away to West Ham. Home to Norwich. 
uh, in and around them. Then away at Arsenal, away at Manchester United, um, away at Newcastle. That's oof. And then we have a look for May as well. Does it go to May? Yeah, and they're home to Stoke and away to Southampton. I mean, that's a shocking running they've got. That's not only teams above them in the league in top four running. That's teams around them in the um, relegation zone, isn't it? You can yeah. conceivably see them going into the last two or three games not being safe. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll they'll drag themselves. They need to win one of the games in the next couple of weeks. They need to win that Norwich game, don't they? To just just to say to themselves, right, we're, we're safe now. We're we're going to be okay. We, we've the three points. I know that the rest of the other games aren't going to go very well, but to beat the Norwich is just to say, fine, we're, we're probably good at this yeah. point. Let's just keep it strong. Well, Leicester have got the best away record this season. 31 points away from home they've got. It, it, I, I'm pretty certain it's going to be a Leicester win mm. anyway, regardless. And Palace have been so shocking. Leicester have been quite good, even you know when they are grinding out results. So it, I think it's going to be a Leicester win. Yeah. Uh, Spurs Bournemouth Bournemouth have won their last three I reckon they're probably safe they won 3-2 last week against Swansea then they had 3-1 at Newcastle 2-0 Southampton uh, they scored eight goals in their last three games they're, they're almost there aren't they I, th- I think they're they're safe at this you don't at think, this stage now you don't think they need one more win just to make sure probably just just to sort of make certain but I mean they're what is it 13 points clear of the bottom three yeah they're I can't see them doing that badly that they're going to really, really struggle. No. Points since December in the Premier League. Uh, Leicester are top with 34. Spurs have got 33. Uh, and Bournemouth are third on 28. They've had a great second half of this season. I think they've settled now in the, in the league. And it'll be interesting to see where they go from here, actually, in terms of next season. Because if they can sort of continue that vein of form... They could sort of put themselves as a, as a mid-table team for certain. Yeah. Um, Manchester Derby's next. Manchester City, Manchester United. Uh, I can only think of Carlos Tevez and Dennis Law for this one. Yeah, I'm try- yeah it would be right to be the Carlos Tevez Derby for me. Well, Dennis Law, he was obviously Manchester United legend. He played for Manchester City. Um, and common parlance is he got them relegated when he did a little <laughs> back heel against them. And Manchester United went down there. But imagine Manchester United getting relegated. The dream is real. <laughs> well, it happened, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no companies out for a month. Possibly no Otamendi as well. Um, if ever there was a time for United to get at City, it's this. What we were saying a minute ago as well about there sort of being a shocking lack of central defence. Yeah. I mean, then again, it depends what team Van Hal picks. Yeah. You know, if he decides to go full back crazy again then <laughs> I, don't, I don't know Man, United just if they play the right players and Man City's defence is that weak it's going to be a tough ask for City to sort of hold off with, and not concede especially with how I feel about Joe Hart as well oh yes of course um, well Manchester United haven't lost three in a row since 1955 uh, but of their last six derbies City won four drawn one and only lost to one would you like a quiz yeah. Uh, Sergio Aguero has scored seven goals versus Manchester United in the league. Only five players have scored more. Oh. <laughs> what, for City against United? For anybody against United. In the oh, Premier anybody league. against United. In the Premier League era. Was Drogba one of them? No. Oh, I thought he scored quite a few against United. 
I actually have no idea where to start, to be honest. Uh, there's two Liverpool players, two Newcastle players, and one Arsenal player. Arsenal players, Henri. Yeah. Liverpool player, Torres? N- nope. No. Oh. Oh, God. I, I literally have no idea. Okay. Terry Henry, Steven Gerrard. Oh, oh yeah. Robbie Fowler. Yeah. So Les Ferdinand have all scored eight goals. Oh. The man out on his own is Alan Shearer. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, with ten goals. Uh, your boys, you've got a home game, haven't you? Uh, against West Ham. Nice little derby there for you. Um, the Frank Lampard derby. Frank Lampard. Oh, Gianfranco Zola. Joe Cole. John Terry. He was a West Ham youth team, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Costa, is he going to be around for this? Uh, I don't know. Is he actually suspended? I'm pretty sure he's suspended, isn't he? I think, I think he's just... Be- well, it- Oh, yes, because he got the red card, didn't he? So he, yes. he will definitely be out. He'll definitely miss this game. Oh, right. So I was thinking about because he's been charged with misconduct, hasn't he? But, yeah, let's not go into it, but uh, honestly. <laughs> uh, there's never a season without controversy, and it just gets worse and worse every time. Um, maybe Pato will play, or Fal- no, Falcao won't play. Imagine that as a front line. <laughs> Loic Remy. <laughs> <laughs> Alexandra Pato and Radamel Falcao. I d- you, he probably won't even play Pato. He'll probably pick Hazard as the Fox 9 striker or he'll play Traore, which he's done fairly recently. Well, Traore's not a bad shout, is he? I really like Traore. It's just when you've got excellent strikers on the bench, mm. probably will be probably worth giving them a go at some point. But that's a different story. <laughs> uh, West Ham won four out of the lost last six they've only lost um, twice in the last 16 league games although they don't have a very good record at the bridge Chelsea have won uh, seven of the last nine games there between the two no but I'm honest, I'm really worried because Paillet like Paillet yeah I think it'll just the Chelsea defence has been quite rocky recently and I think if he just has his fun he'll it'll be a It'll be difficult for Chelsea not to concede. It won't be pretty. No. Uh, Newcastle Sunderland, Paul Bracewell derby. Do you remember Paul Bracewell? No. No. Jack Colback derby, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Paul Bracewell, I don't think was quite as controversial. I think he played in for somebody <laughs> else in between, whereas he's sort of jumped from one to the other, isn't he? On a free as well. He did it in a Bosman, didn't he? I mean, that's just... That's balls of steel right there. <laughs> uh, Rafa Benitez has never lost a home debut as a manager. But Sunderland think, have won the last six of these fixtures. So. That's, which, which is really weird because every single time they cut, this comes around, Newcastle fans are thinking, oh, you know, this is going to be our time. Sunderland are in a really big rut. You know, they're really struggling. And then every time, Sunderland just come out with a win. Yeah, well, last season in this fixture, there was a 90th minute winner for Sunderland, scored by Adam Johnson. How they cheered for their boy. Yeah, well, <laughs> how different things have changed. Yeah, I mean, all things considered with him, uh, he was a very talented player, so he is a big loss for them, isn't he, footballing-wise, if not anything yes. else. Yes, yeah, yeah, from a footballing perspective, he, they're obviously going to be missing him now. Yeah. I don't know who they can who who they've replaced him with. Uh, I don't think they've been able to because this is what happened after the transfer window closed. Oh yeah, in terms of like who's in the lineup now. Oh of... right, 
Uh, I don't know, because they've got Jacarini out on loan as well, which was just bonkers decision, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. And if you ask a Sunderland fan or follow on Twitter, she thinks it's a bonkers decision as well. Yeah, it is. Uh, Defoe scored 7 out of 8, though, away from home. Or 7 in 8. Yeah. He's he's doing quite well, so it'll be it'll be a good game actually. I think Benitez obviously is going to hopefully have the morale there up a little bit, but you know, can they finally break the duck? Oh, I don't actually know. Hmm. Um, Sunderland are beating Newcastle more than any other Premier League opponent. That might show you where it's going. Yeah, of course, so, Rafa and uh, Sam Allardyce don't like each other, do they? No, that was a big thing the other day. I saw. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, because... Um, we really dislike each other. Oh, we did, didn't he? Because he said something about um, sort of Ponzi Farron managers coming over here, taking our jobs kind of thing. Uh, and then we beat them. And he... I think it was 2009, 2010 we beat them. And um, Rafa said, oh, yeah, uh, Barcelona are mo- modelling their style of play on Sam Allardyce's teams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Swansea Aston Villa, the mad-eyed Wayne Routledge derby. Ugh. Uh, Swansea safe? Uh, no. Well, I mean, it's the same situation as as Palace, really. Yeah, it is really, isn't it? Yeah. I think if they if they slip up, then they, they could get dragged back into it. I think they've got the best game possible against Villa to sort of make sure. But even still, it's a you know if they if they lose a couple on the bounce and teams around them get a couple of points, it, they could be. In in the battle, as yeah. it were, last you know, last couple of games of the season. Of course, this is the IU brothers derby, isn't it? Both of them scored in the reverse fixture. Oh yeah. Uh, West Brom Norwich. Um, West Brom won three out of four somehow. Uh, Norwich, of course, won this shocking run. They got that draw with City last week, didn't they? But they're still not yep. won since the start of January. Uh, I don't see it being a win here either. No, me neither. No, Tony Pulis would probably rather just be stuck in the gift shop all the day. I think Tony Pulis will be down his bank withdrawing three and a half million pounds if he's seen the news the last couple of days. I was I've not clearly not seen that but was <laughs> He's been told to repay I can't remember his name, but somebody at Crystal Palace he's been told to repay him three and a half million pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take this in small chunks from no, the bank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. ten pence a week over the next <laughs> seventy years. Couldn't have happened to a nicer bloke really, could it? Well <laughs> Uh, Southampton Liverpool I wrote everyone Derby in this one yeah seems it pretty much is um, Saints are a funny old team they go on big losing streaks then they go on big clean sheet streaks and then they start losing again yeah well, it, it seemed to be as soon as Forster got his record it was just like do we need to keep clean sheets anymore no don't worry about it well it's not so much the defence decided that he decided that himself didn't he by just <laughs> completely cocking everything up yeah It'd be interesting to know what Alex thinks that because he really loves Foster as well. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. We should have asked him. Um, of course, they won six-one in the cup, didn't they? Liverpool, uh, the uh, in the league cup. Yeah, I think it'd be a tough game actually. I think Southampton. You've very been up and up and down for a while now, and Liverpool would have probably thinking we're in the best bit of form we can be. To yeah, exactly. I mean, Liverpool. Uh, looking at this, they've won four out of six against Southampton, averaging three goals a game. But yeah. I'm, I'm an incredible pessimist. So, <laughs> well, how do you think it's going to go? Uh, Southampton will win. Do you think? Yeah. Mm. I can't. I can't see it happening. Maybe a draw. I think it could probably be a draw. But I, I can't see Southampton winning it. 
Oh, I don't know. Mm. Uh, Watford Stoke. Uh, Watford's last 12 Premier League games have been uh, 1 2, drawn 3, lost 7. Um, here's an interesting stat. Uh, points your goals have given you um, in the Premier League. So Jamie Vardy's goals have given him 18 points, as has Morris. Um, Igalio's goals have given Watford 15 points and Anatovic 12. Mm. Not, not quite sure what it all means, but it looks impressive. <laughs> So it's another stat to roll out, isn't it? Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Makes makes filling time with this podcast a whole lot easier. <laughs> um, how do you reckon this one's going to go? Tough one, actually. Um, it is, isn't it? I think Stoke have been quite good recently. Um, but then again, I, I, I actually quite like Watford. They've just been a bit goal shy. They're one point, well not one, but one place above Crystal Palace. Yeah, they've got four four points clear, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see them being pretty safe. I, mean, I, I can't see them getting pulled back into it. I don't know why I can see them, but we're Bournemouth. It'd be a bit of a tough one, but Watford. I don't know. I just every time I see them, I think they're actually playing quite well. Yeah, they do. They, they seem to have a very positive attitude to playing, don't they? Yeah, I mean, they beat Arsenal, didn't they, last week? Was yes, it? they did. Was, the yes, yeah. Um, Stoke in ninth. Uh, they got the possibility of going up to seventh if they win. That'd be very good for. I think what sort of they might be trying to push for a European place. Actually, I don't think it's going to happen with you guys around there, but well, they certainly make a case. Possibly, Jack Button signed a new contract with them, hasn't he? That's really good news for them. I th- yeah, he's been by far and away, I think, the best goalkeeper. Yeah, I think it's always that thing of could can you see bigger clubs thinking we need a new goalkeeper? English might be the way to go, so it's important that he's been tied down to a new contract yeah definitely there was a there's definitely a Butland shaped hole in uh, Anfield yeah <laughs> um, right so that's the Premier League done. shall we talk about five side team yes excellent right so uh, during the last few weeks and months of us doing this podcast we've gone through um, all the Premier League teams with the exception of Bournemouth who we swapped around for uh, Leeds and we've gone through trying to pick an all time five side team of the Premier League era because obviously football was invented by Rupert Murdoch in 1992 as a Chelsea fan you'll know that yeah oh no you, no, you thought it was invented in 2003 didn't you I, I, yes it's a modern <laughs> <laughs> I'll, stop, I'll stop it one week sorry <laughs> um, so what we've been doing we've been picking one goalkeeper one defender and then any three further players up the field um, for each Premier League team and uh, now we've been playing them off against each other we're through to the semi-final stage so we've got Manchester City, um, which is uh, a team of Joe Hart, Vincent Company, Georgie Kincladze, uh David Silva and Sergio Aguero versus West Ham. Uh, West Ham is a team of Ludic McCloskey, Julian Dix, Paolo Di Canio, Carlos Tevez, Joe Cole. Uh, and they'll be playing Liverpool and Arsenal. Liverpool's team is um, Pepe Reina, which um, my phone has auto-corrected to Regina. <laughs> uh, Harry Mascarano in defence we cheated a bit there uh, Zabi Alonso Fernando Torres Robbie Fowler against an Arsenal team of Jens Lehmann Gilberto Silva Robert Pires Patrick Vieira and Thierry Henry right we've had some pelters on here from a Manchester United fan Paul yeah. sometimes of this parish who has stomped his feet folded his arms and uh, turned his back on us He's not happy, is he? He's not, no, for us getting rid of Manchester United last week at the expense of Arsenal. So, 
I'll tell you what do first of all. We'll do Man City versus West Ham. Yeah. So, McCloskey, Dix, Decanio, Tevez, Joe Cole versus uh, Joe Hart, Vincent Company, George Ginclady, David Silva, Sergio Aguero. Naturally, I'm leaning towards his West Ham team. Well, I was going to say, I, I am, I'm leaning towards the City team. Are you? Right, one. okay. So... I really like the West Ham team. I do. But logic dictates that I think City would would beat that five aside. Uh, you see, uh, logic, okay. Joe Hart versus Luna McCloskey. All right, we're going with Joe Hart, are we? Yeah, I'd say so. All right. Rooting for your man there. <laughs> um, and for, you know, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, Vincent Company and Julian Dix. All right, Vincent Company is a better player, but... Oh, Everyone loves Julian Dix. Everyone loves Julian Dix. So that's why I'm going with Julian Dix. Yeah. <laughs> right. Decanio Tevez Cole is more than a match for Ginclante Silva Aguero. Tevez and Aguero, there's not an awful lot you can put between them. Yeah, true. Uh, Silva and uh, Paolo Decanio. When, when you sort of put it that way, actually, Decanio. Just his personality and everything makes him a much better pick than Silva. He was a phenomenally good player as well, though. Oh, absolutely. I, th- I mean, you, you've got all the bonkersness where he pushes referees and gives Nazi salutes and that for a lol. <laughs> Forget that. Forget that. Yeah, but if you look at the um, the goals, some of the goals he scored as well. The um, uh, that sort of volley he scored against Charlton. Yeah. Um, there was a game where they were losing and he was sat on his ass, refusing to get up and carry on playing because he was just having a complete strop with <laughs> Harry Redknapp. Harry Redknapp talks him up into getting on and then they go and win that game 5-4 or something like that. He was an unbelievable sort of force of personality on the pitch. Um, and then you've got uh, Joe Cole and Georgia King Clancy. Well, you know, Georgia King Clancy was a fantastic player, but Joe Cole was very exciting as a young West Ham player, wasn't he? Yeah. He was. I think he was a very good player for them as well. Um, it's tough you? now. You, you, you are swearing me, actually. I'm still with this West Ham team. You remember when Joe Cole came through? People were talking about him as the young flair player, and you kind of have to forget that where it went wrong from afterwards because we're judging him as a yeah, as a West Ham player, as a West Ham player. Very young, very exciting, very debonair. The way he just sort of burst onto the scene, sort of running I'm, through players. I, like I that. feel like I'm not going to. Not going to win on win against you on this one. I think it is actually going to have to be the West Ham team. Good lad. <laughs> so that's West Ham through to the final. Who'd have thought that all those weeks ago? Hmm. Um. Right. Liverpool versus. <laughs> you ready for a chat? <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like it's sounding. Like... <laughs> also, I would actually like to. Know, so, in your introduction, you say you know about the picking the defenders and stuff, and every time you say that, I just think you we picked Gilberto Silva. As a defender, which I still think is a terrible idea, because he plays the mandolin. Because he plays the mandolin. That was the, the sole reason he got into his team <laughs> yes. is because he plays the mandolin. Right. Okay. So let's start with goalkeepers: Jens Lehmann, Pepe, Reina. Ooh. Pepe, Reina. Okay. Uh, Gilberto Silva, Javi Mascherano. See, they're both. Both of them. Harry Mascherano is one of the best centre backs in the world at the moment, and he's not even a defender. Well, yeah, it just but during his time at Liverpool, he wasn't a defender. Uh, no, he wasn't. But we know what he could have done if he played there. Yeah, that's t- that's a tough one. 
But it'd be Mascarano because I still think Gilberto Silva is a centre back. It's outrageous. <laughs> right. Uh, Fernando Alonso and Fernando, uh, Fernando Alonso. <laughs> That's somebody else, isn't it? Just merging a couple of people together there. <laughs> I've been a long day. Uh, Xavi Alonso and Patrick Vieira, they're probably the two most sort of suited players on either side. Yeah, it would be Vieira. Oh, no, no, that's not right. It's <laughs> not at all. Come on. <laughs> Xavi Alonso, for a start. Well, okay, have a look at my Skype picture. Okay, we yes. Bo- we both have ginger beards. There's a start. Okay, well... You, you, so you got to understand, I'm a Chelsea fan, right? Hearing people like Javi Alonso, people like that, that depresses me. Well, only because Frank Lampard broke his ankle. Just because there's so many different memories there, it's not a happy time for me. Good thing is you did pick Louis Garcia. Oh, Cause, yes. Because that would have been it. <laughs> That's definitely over the line. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, Xavi, okay, well, uh, well, they're both World Cup winners, I suppose, and they're both European champions, so I can't really beat you over the head with that no, stick. No. Um, oh, Xavi Alonso, he's just amazing. He was a really good player. Liverpool still haven't replaced him. He's a really good player. Liverpool still haven't replaced him. No. I mean, you could ask, argue Arsenal still haven't replaced him. I do but no, <laughs> that's, that's no. even further about. Um, oh, you know, I am seeing this through blinkered eyes so I'll go with your Patrick Vieira okay alright right okay uh, Robbie Fowler and Robert Perez Fowler okay but Perez was great but Fowler was another another level he was uh, Thierry Henry and Fernando Torres do you know what everyone is saying you should have picked Suarez for this I still don't think so well the reason I didn't is if you listen to the podcast where me and Ross were talking about this that first two years that Torres, two, three, probably three years Torres was with us, he was unbelievably good. Um, that volley he scored against Blackburn and with the sort of postage stamp he found with that goal against Sunderland as well. And I kind of said that, you know, when I think about Torres, I think about bright sunny days and him scoring on bright sunny days like he did that goal against with Blackburn. Yeah. He was a phenomenally good player. Well, I think he, I think he paved the way for Suarez as well. Yes. Almost. So I think it's, it's fair to give Torres the, the appreciation because Torres, those first couple of seasons was just unstoppable. Like, goals coming out of his ears. Mm. And and he's gorgeous as well, isn't he? Well, he, well, that's a completely different story. <laughs> There's long flowing locks in the Alice yeah. <laughs> And then he goes and cuts it all off. Oh, honestly. he did, didn't he? That was the worst thing he ever did. Um, Torres... Was just really good. However, no, there's no, there's no however. Just full stop rather than a comment. Uh, Henri mm. is is Henri a self-confessed it, diver? You, you, you know because it, it, Henri and against it, anyone, unless it's Henri versus Shearer and a rotten handballer. Still, yeah, he is a rotten handballer. That's a good point. But as a striker, he hates puppies. <laughs> I feel like you're trying to push me towards the Torres route. <laughs> really? Uh, no. Yeah, it's strange that. And you got, I have the greatest memories of Torres. <laughs> so, um, apart from that one Barcelona goal. Yes. That's a great memory. And the goal against Liverpool. Yes. There you go. See, Torres. Yeah, well, it's, no, it's Henri. <laughs> it's, it's not Henri. No, it can't be. <laughs> right, okay. So we've gone for... Well, actually, law of averages, we went for... Reina over Lehman, yeah. Scarano over Silva, and we went for uh, Fowler over Pires. So that's Liverpool winning three to two. Even if I did pick Henri, the 
<laughs> the fact that there's three on two sort of proves the point anyway. So who would have thought that in a podcast hosted by honestly, a Liverpool fan? Liverpool honest, make it to the final. Weird that. Now the real question is going to be your allegiance to that West Ham team versus your allegiance to Liverpool. But I feel like it's going to be Liverpool anyway. Do you know what? No, honestly, this is that's a that's a really good West Ham team. West Ham versus Joe Cole Derby. That oh, it is, isn't it? Mm. It is. Um. That is a, the West Ham team, like that Leicester team, was very underrated. I think. Yeah. And I think they're going to give Liverpool a run for their money next week. Yeah, absolutely. And thankfully, there's no European football, so we can um, argue. <laughs> Digest it properly. <laughs> yeah, we can argue about it for pretty much the whole of the podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, so we've got Liverpool versus West Ham in the final. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, is there anything else you want to mention or talk about or plug before we go? I've just seen, interestingly, that Neymar has been sentenced to pay 45 million euros for alleged tax fraud. Million? Yeah. Did the judge say that with a little finger next to his mouth? <laughs> 45 million euros. <laughs> That's it a lot, is, isn't it? It is a lot of money. Mind you, I... Honestly. Didn't his dad pocket about 20 or 30 oh, million? Oh, he, he got a lot of money for that move. Yeah. And then I also seen that Apparently, FIFA want to experiment with a fourth substitute if a game goes to extra time. Ah, no. I don't see that being a good idea. No, I don't either. Stop messing with football. Just let it happen. It's great watching players fall down with cramp and stuff, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Just watching them suffer. (laughs) I quite enjoy that. Yeah. I mean, um, you guys have just got John Flanagan signing through your contract as well. Good. Another bit of news, yeah. Good, 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 good. He's a good player, John Flanagan. Yeah, all right, him actually. Yeah, definitely. Uh, right, anything else? Oh, all, no, that, that, that's all the news I can see at the moment, anyway. Super duper. Right, well, thank you so much for coming on this uh, extra day. No worries. Um, if people want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? Uh, my Twitter handle is at the Ryan Goodman. At the Ryan Goodman, okay. Uh, if you. Um, Want to submit an article to us at manonthepost.com. We're always looking for new writers. Uh, you can email me, chris at manonthepost.com. Um, at manonthepost is obviously the Twitter feed. You know that. You can subscribe through Acast. Uh, you can also subscribe through iTunes. And if you do subscribe through iTunes, please remember to leave a very nice review because it always helps. Please. Please, please, please. <laughs> um, Ross and the boys are back on Sunday, even though they've been saying mean things about us on this um, Extra Time podcast. Uh, do give them a listen. Um, feel what have they been to... saying? I haven't heard this. What have they been saying? Oh, you have to listen. Ugh. Oh, they're meanies. Outrageous. Not... Especially that Adam is an Everton fan as well, so that's no coincidence. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can get them a, uh, a listen that, that would be available for download um, probably on Monday. They'll be reviewing what we've been previewing here today with the Premier League. And um, oh, thank you ever so much for listening. And all that remains to be said is always remember to keep your man of the post. Woo-hoo!